All right. So let's take a look at very quickly at uh, some other news making headlines. South Africa expected to miss their growth projections for 2018. Things looking a little bit glum as well. So South Africa got uh, a 0.3% growth, I think it was in uh, 2017, if it, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, the chances now... Uh, it, it was, however, of course, revised to 0.6%, but that's that's still very minuscule. Now, the current projections by the likes of Treasury as well as the Reserve Bank are at around 0.7% for 2018, that's last year. Will we get a better figure than that, Greg? Yeah, like I was saying earlier, what, what the economy here locally needs is, is a um, commodity price boom, which uh, I mean, these things are normally cyclical and they normally go for, on for about seven or eight years when they do happen. And I think that's that's what will will pull us out of this. Obviously, we need to work on things like tourism and, and so on, which is which is more difficult with the Eskom situation. Mm. But it's it's going to be tough times ahead for sure. MTN keeps scoring his own goals as well. Things just get from bad to worse for them, again reiterating their denial that they paid former SA ambassador to Iran, Yusuf Saluji, to facilitate the cancellation of Turkcell's Iranian cell phone license. Uh, police, of course, in South Africa arrested Saluji uh, on those graft charges related to the awarding of a cell phone license to MTN after it had initially been given to Turkcell. Now the situation just goes from bad to worse. Now, we've spoken about how that company, MTN, is still fundamentally a good company. But these situations just don't help it, whether it be in Nigeria, whether it be in Iran or anywhere else on the continent. Yeah, I mean, I, let me first say I'm a, I'm a shareholder of MTN and I do like the stock, but yeah, it got battered down. It's been t- trading in a tough range, sort of between 83 and 88 for the last couple of weeks, and I've been buying at 83 and selling at 88 and making tiny profits and just pushing forward. But the fatigue that you have as a shareholder with every time a news item pops up on your Bloomberg or your MoneyWeb screen and it's and the name MTN's there and there's something this is a I mean a tiny thing that I was, I was reading later on the guy was released on bail of 4,000 rand I, I think his Turk sale guys are are just beavering away to try and get some sort of settlement out of MTN but but poor old MTN has been battered from all sides yeah this is not good it's certainly hurting so I think it was Gary on Friday who said that uh, the CEO of EOH and the CEO of MTN, after the weeks they've had, they should just meet up over the weekend and have a drink they, to just need a, very strong, a support system a for each drink. other. And to find out if they had one, actually. Yeah, there should be a support system of battered CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the one thing I really um, liked about the CEO of EOH, who actually used to be at MTN, uh, Mm. Stephen Von Koller, he wrote a letter um, on Friday, an open letter to stakeholders after the shares were, of course, battered last week following the news that Microsoft had terminated two partner agreements with uh, its subsidiary, uh, EOH and Tombo. And the letter was honest. And you can imagine that it's not a very easy letter to write. And I appreciated the communication. And, you know, when I was reading it, he addresses issues around Microsoft and and various aspects that, um, you know, investors had raised, the concerns that they'd raised. It's just this is communication 101. This is how you speak to people and let them know what's going on as opposed to, you know, leaving it all to sort itself out yeah. and this was a great letter so you can actually have a look at it on techcentral.co.za there is a copy of that uh, letter on the site yeah we'll continue to to check out exactly what's going on there as well and of course um here's a here's a quick question before we get into our next story tash 
You asked us this off air, but I'll ask you now. Have you ever been to a Dunkin' Donuts? No. <laughs> Is no that one, a bad thing? No wonder it's closing. <laughs> so Grand Parade Investments having to, of course, announce this last week that they're closing down or exiting that Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins uh, uh, enterprise here in South Africa. Uh, and it could have been actually seen for seen as a victory for some activist investors who have long called for the closure of the struggling SA outlets of the U.S. chain. Look, we've had quite a few American brands come to SA, particularly over the last maybe five or so years. Um, not all of them doing as well as some would have expected. The but likes of Wackerberry. Yes, but we've been inside a Wackerberry. I said it's a really bad thing if neither one of us, all three of us, including Gareth, who is our technical director here, if he hasn't been inside a Baskin Roberts or a Duncan Donuts, there's something wrong fundamentally. Quickly, let's just do a, a quick head count here. Uh, our producer, Edith, have you been inside a Dunkin' Donuts or a... No, she so says she no. says no. So Tash, you no. haven't either. No, Greg, I no, no, I haven't. You have? Ah. Gareth, Gareth has been to a Dunkin' Donuts one just six, last yeah. week. You're the only one that was trying to keep it alive. <laughs> That's one in five people. Okay, so it clearly tells you, though, the sentiments, right?